Hello. <laughs> okay then. <laughs> Is that a new sound effect? <laughs> uh, no, I'm bringing. I'm bringing back an old one. That would be okay. Zena. Where are your Not exactly sure how you spell that. I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> no, happy birthday, Lucy Lawless. Okay, happy birthday, Lucy Lawless. She is she is 52 today. Oh, just a few years older than me. Yep. And she's badass. She is badass. Well, I don't know if she's badass now. She was badass 25 years ago when the show came <laughs> on. <laughs> Finding sicknesses today, so if anything cuts out, that was me either coughing or running for a bucket. Yeah. <laughs> there was a trash can right behind you. <laughs> Good to know. I probably should have grabbed that ahead of time. <laughs> no, but I was looking up today what, uh, you know, what the special days are today, March 29th. And um, her no, birthday fine. was one of them. So I went down the, uh, down looking at that. So. Um, there were some interesting things too. Of course, she started on Hercules, which was I kind of like Hercules. The show. Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> See, she encourages me, people. It's not just me; we just usually record me. So she she started out on Hercules. Zena did, and then was a spinoff, um, and she got her own show. But Zena means stranger, which I thought was neat. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, I didn't know that either. And then, um, so Lucy Lawless was actually a singer originally, a singer and actor. So I thought, you know, you know how we like music. I will showcase her musical prowess. We're just going to talk about the noise because there really wasn't anything to find. Really? Yeah. She had like a solo album in 2007 and... I started listening to it and then I got sidetracked and, mm. but clearly did not keep my attention. So, okay. I think that was more of a kind of a secondary thing. Mm -hmm. So I was a little disappointed there. I couldn't find too much, but, um, I did find out that during the show, you know, there was Gabrielle was her like sidekick, mm -hmm. the like uh, blonde chick. So there was always questions on what their relationship was on the show and they never, they never really broached it. And, um, but afterwards, some years later, she said she went back and watched it and says that they were in a relationship and more than likely married. Okay. So because of that, she has become a supporter, um, for L LBGTQ rights. Nice. Yeah. So kind of a neat little side thing, whether it was meant that way or not. Yeah. That was too much to handle for networks back then. <laughs> Well, but I don't know that it even really mattered. I don't think it mm -hmm. mattered to the show. Right. I mean, they pout around, but, you know, I never thought that kind of like, um, oh my goodness, my brain stopped. Bert and Ernie. <laughs> like, why has it got to be something? Why can't they just be roommates? I'm in property management. There are lots of people of the same sex that live together that are just roommates. Right. So I don't know why we got to assign something... A relationship to it. Why can't it just be roommates? Mm -hmm. Laverne and Shirley liked boys. <laughs> <laughs> Weird boys, too. Well, yeah. I don't know. Carmine was okay. Carmine was okay. But Lenny and Squiggy, that was just weird. <laughs> was weird. 
They were okay. Uh, but are you done with Lucy? Because I got a side turn here. Oh, let's go. <laughs> Rando away. You mentioned music. Yes. We have something to look forward to. We do. I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, so last week, Wednesday, I think I busted into your office while you were diligently working and I was on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And read to you the announcement that Blue Ridge Rock Fest is on. And we purchased tickets last year and rolled them over, so. So I don't know who's going to be there. It does not fucking matter. Nope. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Four days of music and we don't know a single band. <laughs> yes. As of yet. So any of you that go to the Facebook page or even the website where it shows a little star that says Lynchburg. That would not be where the festival is. So I made a horrible, expensive error. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure that's where you told me the uh, hotel is. Yeah. 15 well, minutes from the event. 15 minutes from the event last year. Oh, okay. It is in Danville, Virginia now. And so I rebooked the hotel today. Uh with a little more cost because I wanted to book it right away before the hotels caught wind of this event and raised their prices. And that did not work. Oh, darn it. <laughs> and you know, it was so funny as I watched people talking about, well, where are you going to stay? And where are you going to stay? And I just kind of chuckled to myself like, ha ha, we have hotel secured. I guess <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Just today, in my leisure, had I not been home today from work, uh, I wouldn't have gone onto the website to read the frequently asked questions like what the address is. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I had, I saw that the festival was going to be in a different spot because they purchased, they actually purchased land. Mm -hmm. And um, so maybe, Virginia may be our new spot. And uh, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, didn't for a second think to check the address. And I just assumed that <laughs> you had done that prior to booking. That maybe so. someone would have researched the location. No. <laughs> I pulled up the, the screen, had a map with a star that said Lynchburg. Lynchburg, Virginia. Okay. I can find that. Well, good thing I didn't spend lots of time researching, you know, our side trips. Yes. Yet. That was on last night's to-do list, but it didn't happen. Well, I looked today. Uh, so around there that I didn't talk to you about earlier today is a replica of Michael Myers' childhood home. Mm. Uh, okay. <laughs> Maybe that's for me. I don't know. There is a castle around the same area as well, but it is another one that's closed that you can't get into, which is a total bummer. It has a gate around it now. Well, maybe they would want to have a visiting podcast check out their locale. Just say it. Just say Maybe. Yeah. Press credentials on the to-do list. I still have my minister press pass. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes. Rev Rose. <laughs> We are a one-stop shop here. You need something done, you just call us. If we, if Rose doesn't already do it, we we will find someone who does. Yes. 
Okay, I am done with my side journey now. Proceed. <laughs> oh, that is all right, because everything I have to talk about was a side journey. Okay. <laughs> um, so I was looking at what, you know, what is going on on March 29th and uh, National Mom and Pop Business Owners Day. Mm-hmm. So we're both proponents of supporting local businesses and try to mention them whenever possible. So get out, support a local business. Not the big conglomerates, unless you work there, then, you know, you want to keep getting a paycheck, but <laughs> go down to Main Street USA and check yeah. out the little shops. They really could use it right now, for sure. There's a lot in desperate need. Well, it says that um, 70% of all new jobs come from small businesses. Mm-hmm. So those are going to be really what brings us back out of, you know, this COVID lag or mm-hmm. potentially. Mm-hmm. I'm scared a lot of those businesses went away. Yeah, I I was very sad to see a lot of uh, them in the campus area when I go to work that are just closed, closed. Okay. And not coming back. So, yeah. I do not frequent a lot of businesses. Uh, we do try to go out to eat different places and, and things like that. So... That's why small businesses are mostly restaurants because, you know, they don't go places. <laughs> <laughs> when you are trying to declutter your house, you do not need to go buy stuff. So that's mm-hmm. kind of where I am. I don't currently buy stuff. I am coming into that mode. So right now, I I felt that I needed to go to the grocery store today. And that didn't happen because I was trying to find stuff for the podcast and then I got leisurely and was petting my cat and it was feeling good to just kind of chill. And so that didn't happen. I didn't go to the grocery store. So I put on the most ridiculous pants that I never wear in public. These are leggings with black and gray cats and stars on it. Yes, (laughs) it's really that bad because... I didn't want to go to the grocery store later tonight when I was potentially hungry. Ah. <laughs> and the only one that would be open would be Meyer, which then I'm like, oh, look, they're shoes and they're little. No, I'm not. I am going to declutter and purge my basement. How am I going to live in a van down by the river with all of this shit? That's true. That stuff will not fit. Yeah. So I am not buying a single effing thing. Until my house is purged and I figure out what the hell I'm going to do. We're going to mark this because I don't think that's going to happen. But we'll see. <laughs> Marked. <laughs> well, I have to buy groceries. So I did have a funny trip to the grocery store. Normally <laughs> I go to the grocery store on either Friday nights or Saturday mornings before mm-hmm. I get my oldest granddaughter. Well, her mother decided to bring her to me Friday, like shortly after work. So I did not have time to go to the grocery store. So I did not have, um, she likes flavored carbonated water. I didn't have her, she calls it pop water. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't have her pop water. I didn't have her, um, all her favorites. So I told her we could go to the grocery store. And, oh, she discovered we did not have ice cream as well. Now it was an emergency. (laughs) So Saturday evening, we decided to go to the grocery store. And I don't like taking the five and a half year old to the grocery store because it costs me a lot of money because I want this and I want that. And how about this? And I I'm, have this going through my mind like they have all the Easter candy out. This is going to be a horrible trip. So anyway, she is, come on, let's go. Let's go. Let's go to the grocery. 
So we get to the grocery store and I turn down the cereal aisle. She goes, you don't need cereal. We need ice cream. And I'm like, okay then. (laughs) Um, So I threw a couple boxes of cereal in. Um, I'm also shopping for my parents um, while I'm there. And uh, so then I go down the chip aisle because Ritz pita crisps are on sale. And I'm like, I want some of those. She's like, you don't need chips, grandma. Okay, fine. No (laughs) chips for grandma. So we do go. It was awesome because she was hurrying me along and we didn't even stop at the Easter candy, which is awesome. (laughs) So then um, we are at the ice cream and I was usually buying ice cream for her, which is usually rainbow sherbet. And then um, it's almost always vanilla for me. So she, let me backtrack just a minute. We got coupons in the mail from Kroger's and on the coupons was mermaid ice cream. (laughs) So we were specifically going for mermaid ice cream. So we did not get the normal sherbet. So when we got there, you know, I'm like, do you want this? No, I want a mermaid. Do you want this? No, mermaid. Because sometimes we get unicorn. So I'm like, hmm, what should grandma get? And she goes, isn't your favorite vanilla? And I said, yeah. She goes, get your favorite. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, duh. So I got my favorite. And then, um, but she did also dictate we needed waffle cones. I had gotten cake cones last summer. Oh, and, wrong ones. Right. Well, I got those because you can stand them up mm-hmm. and she often wanders off and I'm stuck with an ice cream cone or a popsicle <laughs> or something. Matter of fact, I have two open popsicles with pinchy clips on them in my freezer now. Um, but anyhow, so we do all this. I have milk and creamer and orange juice, stuff like that for my mom. And so I call my mom. Are you still, you know, up and moving? I'm just going to swing by and drop them off. Guess who falls asleep before we get home? Mm. So I carry her in the house and I figure she'll wake up. You know, in a little while, we'll have ice cream. Nope, she full on slept. So the next morning, she's lobbying for ice cream. (laughs) I'm like, well, technically. So grandma let her have ice cream for breakfast. Oh, no. (laughs) I did. (laughs) I did. Well, it was a late breakfast. But yeah, so we had ice cream in the morning. But you know what? She was good. She's adorable. Yeah, that's what grandma's (laughs) house is all about. But it was too funny. You know, I hear I thought she would be the one lingering and she was like, no, don't buy this. Oh, then I was in the shower on Sunday morning and she came in and she goes, Grandma, can I have chips? And I thinking, ha ha, I got you now. And I was like, no, remember, you wouldn't let Grandma buy chips. And then she comes back in a minute later crunching. I said, what are you eating? Chips. I said, where did you get chips? And she goes, from the box. I had gotten a, like a multi-pack that had Cheez-Its and Pringles <laughs> chips. And so she remembered there were little individual things of Pringles in this snack thing. And uh, so she knew she had what she needed. Grandma didn't need it anymore. <laughs> so yeah, little stinker. <laughs> so I still do not have, I don't eat chips, but you know, I like eating pita chips with hummus. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I wanted to do, but no. I wasn't allowed to go to the get hummus or pita chips. <laughs> Dictator. <laughs> it's so interesting how they do that, isn't it? <laughs> yes. But when she was like, come on, let's go. I'm like, all right. Because, you know, the I had my left eye watching all the Easter candy the whole time. Like, we're going to go down that aisle. And, uh, but no. So that was, I haven't taken her to the store in a couple months. Because, mm. you know, the last time. We had a unicorn bracelet and all kinds of ridiculousness. <laughs> so, but no. 
We were one track mind. It was ice cream, and then she fell asleep. Nice. Yeah. I tried to wake her up. I'm like, but Grandma's going to give you ice cream. Nope. Out, huh? Yep. But it's mm. okay. We got her ice cream. That's sweet. So today <sighs> is also National Smoke and Mirrors Day. Mm. So originally, um, kind of more about magic, but nowadays, mean kind of be, beware of deception. You know, fish. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but so I, I was started looking around, looking at you know how it started and why. And Rose and I actually made a trip to Marshall, Michigan this year, and we went to the American Museum of Magic. So check it out, AmericanMuseumOfMagic.com. I think they're going to open back up mm. next month. I think. The lady in there was the best. So, like, there was nobody else in there when we first got in there. I will let you continue with your story. I just want to give him another plug because that's probably a mom and pop thing, too. Right. So, the lady was a volunteer. She used to be a teacher, right? Is that what she said? I teacher think. or a librarian? Oh, librarian, yes. So, she worked she retired and then what became on the board of this uh place and then became a volunteer and she didn't know anything about magic and then like she immersed herself in it and she was excited but not pushy like she like guided us around and then said hey i'm going to pop out if you have any questions come and get me so she wasn't like with us the whole time but gave us a lot of good information and history to kind of bounce off of. And then we went back and talked to her with more questions. It was like the perfect balance of information and leave me the hell alone. Right. <laughs> Have you seen the, I watched young Sheldon. Have you seen that show? Um, yes. Well, there's an episode where he's going to be a docent at a train museum. Oh no. Yeah. He pretty much loses his job the first day because <laughs> he decided to tell the guy he's, he's correcting the, the, the guy about things and then also giving people every like t tiny little speck of information about like the train bell. <laughs> and then, um, so he said some, the guy that worked there said, well, just give him the pamphlet and let him wander. And he's like about the pamphlet where, who do I discuss the inaccuracies? And he's like, I wrote the pamphlet. So anyway, he lost his job that day, yeah. but yes, I, Glad that she was very knowledgeable, but did not feel the need to give us every little bit of it and just mm -hmm. let us run amok and be silly. We were very silly. We were very silly. <laughs> okay, so more about smoke and mirrors, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are records of a magic trick in Egypt in the wall on the walls of Egyptian tombs. Yes. So. Thousands of years ago, they were doing magic. Magic. So originally it was um, kind of, you know, like the pharaoh had, you know, what am I trying to say? The, um, my brain stopped working. Um, had the special powers? No, that had like the people around them. The, uh, the magicians and mm -hmm. soothsayers and sorcerers and things around mm -hmm. them. Um, yes, I realize I'm switching different time periods there but you get the gist alchemist there you go <laughs> they're a little later too i think but anyway you you know what we're what mm -hmm. we're trying to get at um so originally it was just them and then um it kind of went more into 
amulets and things holding the power, not necessarily the people. And, um, but anyway, the first instance of actual smoke and mirrors was in like 1770. There was a German, um, a German magician, <laughs> Johann Schroffer, and I might be saying that wrong and I don't care, um, <laughs> was the first to use smoke and mirrors. And um, he would use like mirrors in a concave or a convex lens. Mm-hmm. I forget which one was concave and the other was convex. I forget which was which. But anyhow, so um, he was the first one to do that. But then he was also a Freemason. Hmm. Yes, we go on all kinds of weird, we're going this way. (laughs) And so he established a breakaway lodge. So they kind of pulled apart from the regular Masons. And he stated that only his group knew the true Masonic truths and only he could communicate with the dead. Hmm. That is where I actually took the left turn to Marshall, Michigan, because I remember Harry Houdini. Yes. <laughs> um, turned to spiritualism after his wife died. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> after his mother died. I'm incorrect. After his mother died. And he would try to um, debunk a lot of the the mediums. Thank you. <laughs> it's words, okay. are not, words are not coming to me today. <clears throat> But it was um, Conan Doyle who wrote Sherlock Holmes. It was his wife um, had him sit down and she did some free writing. And it was supposedly from his mother. Well, his mother didn't speak English and she was Jewish. And everything came out in English under the sign of a cross. Mm-hmm. So he, of course, knew. He, but he played along because they were actually friends and he didn't expose them until um, Conan Doyle publicly stated that he was a believer and he had to come out and basically, oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> um, and so it was kind of after that where he went on to try to debunk these mediums and these fortune tellers. And he and his wife even came up with a code. So for 10 years on the anniversary of his death, which was um, Halloween, she would host a seance and tried to get anyone to come up with this code that they had agreed on before he died. And of course, no one ever did. And then um, there was there was another group, and I forget who it is now, had put out basically a ransom. Like, you, if you give us proof that there's life after death and that you know, these people can talk to the dead. It started out, I think, with like a thousand dollars and it got up to a million dollars before in 2015, they finally shut it down. And they were like, you know, we've been doing this for decades. Nobody's come up with anything. We're just done. So Hmm. no definitive proof. No definitive proof. Nope. How interesting. Although I believe, I definitely know that there's charlatans out there that try to fleece people. And that's not cool. I agree. I did have a psychic reading recently. And uh, it was interesting. But some of the things that she said, like, gave me hope for something. And some of the things kind of didn't fit right now. So I don't know what's to come with that. But I am not shaping my future on what she said. Like, no. I'm still me and my crazy self and will be. So, uh, 
Did she give you specific things or generalities? Oh, she was very specific. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of times they're like, you will re- you will meet a handsome man. And I mean, that could be now to the time I die, you know, or I meet handsome men every day. doesn't mean they're not married <laughs> or, you know, whatever. So, yeah, no, she was, she was very specific. So hmm. we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't know what will happen. But I'm not banking on it. But I must say it did give me hope and open my mind to other possibilities. Interesting. So maybe that's what the point of it is. I don't know. Is just to get another person's perspective about possibilities that I'm not thinking of myself. True. Mm-hmm. As long as you use it as an idea and not a, this is the end all be all. She said, I'm going to do this. And so... I'm going to, this is truly what's going to happen. I'm not going to live my own life until what she says happens. It's really interesting because I went to this, it was a psychic fair and there, there were only a few psychics there actually. And, um, she came out and said, I have about an 80% accuracy. She didn't say she was always a hundred percent accurate. And I really mm-hmm. appreciated that. Well, yeah. Cause I think you just have to walk away like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Smoke and mirrors. Smoke and mirrors. I, so I think that is like an illusionary thing. And I was enamored by Doug Henning and David Copperfield. Oh Yeah. Growing up, like any time there was a special on TV, I had to watch it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I had watched, um, I watch reruns quite often um, because I would rather just watch something I've watched before or an old show than spend an hour trying to find something on Netflix to just go, oh, forget it. <laughs> so I was watching American Restoration where they restore, you mm-hmm. know, gas pumps and vending mm-hmm. machines, whatever old stuff you got. Um, and I think it was, was it David Copperfield had several old magic tricks that he had purchased over the years that he wanted to have restored. And so it was really neat to see the mechanisms behind some of them. Mm. And so the one in particular that I remember was, you know, there's somebody blindfolded attached to a wall and you throw knives at them. Mm -hmm. So it shows how the knives are actually inside the board and they're spring-loaded, and they had to do, like, a faux wood paint so that the blades would disappear in the lines of the wood. Mm. And so when they showed it, you know, originally, of course, it was over 100 years old, and you could see all the the holes and the fabric was um, all ripped. And so I'm like, how in the world did anybody believe that? And then, so they restored it. And that's the one neat thing about that show is they do restore things the way they're supposed to be. And they actually learn about um, the item. And uh, so they had a new guy at the shop and they were like, and I need a volunteer. And this dude about peed himself. (laughs) (laughs) They put him on that thing. He had no idea the knives were already in there. And so, yeah, he's like flinging the knives and or what he thinks is them. And I thought this guy was going to lose it. Mm. And everybody else was just cracking up. But anyway, so it's really neat to see how they work, even though you know how they work. Like, like you said, you watch the specials and, you know, yeah. you're, 
entranced and you can't like, okay, I'm going to watch everything. And yeah. you seem like you don't catch it. I don't like, I always, not always as a kid, I thought it was all real, but I knew that they came from inside, but I don't know how, what, what is the illusion of it leaving the person's hand because it's there one second and not again. Like, I don't know how that works. So I think they drop it on the backswing mm. as they're pulling back. And then kind of like when you play fake fetch with the dog and then, you know, the dog's watching the motion, not the actual ball. And so I think that's what it is, is you're just watching the motion and just assume that because it's such a split second, you know, it leaves the hand and then there it is. So you don't ever actually get to see it travel through the air. So, yeah, camera tricks. and. And of course, back then they didn't even have cameras, so mm-hmm. just the smoke and mirrors. Yep. But David Copperfield, like he would make huge things disappear. Yes. Like playing the Statue of Liberty, and that was all done with mirrors. Mm-hmm. They were talking about another um, magician who the the one of the original ones was made the Sphinx head disappear, mm. and um, so they had talked about how it was different mirrors and the reflection would only show the one thing and. So kind of stinks that it takes the the magic out of it, but I'm just as entertained trying to figure it out. For sure, yeah. Um, I watch a show called Fool Us. What's it called? Yeah, it's, it's Penn and, and Teller. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I can totally catch it. And then there's other ones where I'm like, holy F, that stuff is elaborate. And I love <laughs> it when they, when they fool Penn and Teller. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. And um, because of COVID, they've been doing, haven't, I assume because of COVID, um, not everyone is live. They're having like international people send in videos, which is super cool because some Mm -hmm. of them, you know, have the, you know, production to them. Mm -hmm. But then again, you also can't see, you know, when they're right there in front of you, it's easier to watch everything, Mm -hmm. but it's still quite entertaining. I, yeah, I haven't watched it in a while, so I'll have to loop back around to that. I would be very interested in the international ones. But I like that Penn and Teller don't give it away. Yes. And they will just skirt around, like, the history of it mm-hmm. and say, I think this is what this is. And so it still leaves mystery for the audience. Well, they will talk to whatever magician is trying to fool them and... And we'll have a conversation with them and they go, and the the contestants will go, okay, you got me. And I'm like, what the hell do you say? <laughs> so it's some sort of like secret lingo about what's going on with that trick. Because a lot of them are, you know, it's the ball in a cup in mm-hmm. a different version. Everything is, you know, just a different version of something old. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they say something about the person who invented it or what, but I'm like, what? How, how do they know that they got it? Like, I was listening. I don't know how they got it. But, so it is interesting. Yeah. And even that Penn and Teller can, they still try to fool each other. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of neat too, is that, you know, been doing this all these years and they still have secrets that they can pull out every once in a while. So that's neat. It is neat. I'm I a chatter- chatterbox. You know everything I know. <laughs> Almost immediately. And I will tell you anything. If you choose to retain it, that's on you. Oh, well, <laughs> Some there's, of there's it could problem. just be nonsense. Because I, yeah, 
I speak woo-woo language. And you're just like, I don't know what the fuck that means. So, okay. <laughs> That's Rose stuff. <laughs> I also don't retain information the way I used to. So, you can tell me multiple times. Usually in the middle, I remember. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah, know, I get it. Oh, so, uh, what other days are today? I felt you had more. I, I think that's it. Okay. Happy birthday, Lucy Lawless, National Mom and Pop Business Owners Day, National Smoke and Mirrors Day. And a lot of side business on that. <laughs> so this weekend, uh, having my grandson, I became very reflective and I've been reflective a lot recently. And I wondered, so when he, he is three and a half now, and he is wanting to be more and more independent. And so if I try to do something for him, he's like, I will do it myself. And I'm like, okay, you do it yourself. (laughs) So Saturday morning, we were getting dressed. And so before I put anything on him, I, can you put these on by yourself? And no. And so with his pants, his shirt, I kind of understand that's kind of tough. But his pants, I'm like, you put your pants on after you potty. So I think you can put your pants on now. And so <laughs> he didn't want to do that by himself. But his socks was a point of contention. He was like, no, I can't do it. And he was like, he just threw them down. And we were going to go to the zoo. And I'm like, okay. Well, I think you can because I know that you can put your shoes on by yourself. So why don't you just try? And he's like, no, he crossed his arms. And I'm like, okay, well, we'll just wait to go to the zoo until after you try. (laughs) (laughs) So then he tried and he did it. And he was so excited that he did it. Like it was the best. And I'm like, what in my life? Am I not even trying or fathom that I can try because other people do it for me or I don't bother or like what in my life am I doing that about? So that has been the question that I have been pondering all weekend. What more could I do? And then there's the how much more time do you think you have, Rose? Because... So therein lies the problem. And I think that, first of all, it's really difficult to go do new things right now. Yes. Um, And it's very difficult to think of what new to do because we're adults. I'm I'm sort of an adult. Chronologically, we qualify. (laughs) And... A lot of things just don't sound that appealing to me. And then that leads to another question. Why does that not sound appealing to you? Because I have a preformed idea of what it's going to be, even though I don't know the truth of it. Look, we went rando nodding and drove around <laughs> looking at houses all day. So <laughs> we can do anything. We can do anything. I just don't know what the thing is, but. I was very introspective about it. So I need to figure out what that is and ask more questions about myself in re-upping. Because it's definitely a time to re-up something. But I don't know what that is. Well, you always have a lot of stuff going on. So don't spread yourself too thin. I think that I spend a lot of time 
on things that I want to work. And I would just really like a for sure bet on what really is going to work because I'm tired of the juggling, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> well, I just got to stick to something. Yeah. Make it work. Stick into this. Yep. I thought about reaching out to the Blue Ridge guy because he he was seemed like a very nice guy. When he had a oh, cancel yeah, last year, he was super awesome. And asked, like, I know that they have vendors, but to, like, set something up outside of the the thing, like in the parking lot, and just say, hey, tell me your story. I do know one of the vendors. You do? Yep. She had invited us to New York, um, or we could have gone to New York, um, but she did a get-together the week after we took our road trip, mm. so we couldn't line it up, but yep. Okay. So, yeah, we'll we have can... to... I think that this road trip, we can uh, do a lot of bright side of crazy stuff that's that we don't normally do well we'll have to watch too though because um louder than life should be coming up too in the same month Mm -hmm. as long as they don't change their dates danny wimmer's already made me upset they joined incarceration and moved it to september so but a lot of our friends will be here in town at that concert when we're in virginia that's okay that's okay but they're splitting the family I was so excited that <laughs> they moved it so that they blew, moved Blue Ridge Rock Festival to a different weekend so it wouldn't coincide with Louder Than Life, which is why the only reason we haven't been there already. And because uh, it's been on my to-do list ever since I saw it. And uh, so I was super excited. They moved the date. And then now Wimmer decided to get another festival and make it the same week. So hmm. not super thrilled, but that's okay. That's okay. We will just expand our horizons. I'm so excited for a new festival. Yeah. So excited. Now we just got to wait for ones out west to happen. Yes. So they're, South by Southwest, I think, is like poppier sort of music. Yeah, like it and Coachella, those really aren't our, our vibe. Mm-hmm. But maybe, you know, um, there was one in Wisconsin that happens sometimes. I don't know. We Canada! Just... <laughs> Uh, Montreal Metal Fest is still on the, uh, still on the to-do list. So yeah, I got to get the, I got to get my passport so we can go to Montreal, the heavy Montreal. So. And the borders have to open up. That's just a small detail. Oh, I don't know anything about the borders. I haven't looked at the borders. I don't have a way through anyway. They're going to be like, no. Take yourself back home, eh? <laughs> They're nice. They'll say it. Like, what are you going to do here? They're nice people in Canada, I hear, eh? I have a, um, I have a Mountie jacket. I'll try wearing it and see if that helps. <laughs> Why do you have a Mountie jacket? Because <laughs> one of my friends back in the day had a Mountie jacket and he owed me money. Okay. Roommate of the friend that had the leather jacket that I used to have. Because he owed me money, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Barbara used to have money. <laughs> my friends did not. But for whatever reason, it's still in my closet to this day. I don't know why I still have it, but I do. How interesting. Yep. Let's look for a hat. We need a Mountie hat. <laughs> I feel like those are the sideways, like, George Washington things, aren't they? George Washington things? Yeah, the like, whoop. Oh. No... I I feel like 
it's like the kind of like the Amish dude hat, mm. but with the Arby's little. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're just going to try to get an Arby's hat and a mounting jacket. We'll see if they'll let me in. That's a single Alanis Morissette. <laughs> shoot me in a catapult back over Niagara Falls. <laughs> oh my. <coughs> I will make it to Canada someday to see if how I feel is true about those folks up there. Well, I want to go to Canada for a hockey game too, so probably not going to be the most friendly at the hockey game. That's the ultimate test, wouldn't it? Yep. Hmm. But I mean, I'd always talk to the Toronto folks when they come down. I went to go see our Columbus Blue Jackets play the Toronto Maple Leafs in Toronto. That's a bucket list item. Okay. So. We'll figure that out. Yep. So we do, on this road trip, uh, need to finagle some stops to get people's stories. Absolutely. Yeah. And see what's happening with people. And, like, do three or four, like, live segments oh that'd be fun that would be fun yeah absolutely have any ideas for us on where to stop on our way from central ohio to virginia let us know yep and so what are the bright sides for today can you please make the xena noise again because Happy birthday, Lucy. (laughs) Uh, I am thankful for every magician going back to uh, probably Atlantis. I would imagine. Before the pyramids. All the way to Atlantis. Because they were some advanced beings. True. Mm -hmm. They advanced themselves right to the bottom of the ocean. Right. The other bright sides, our grandkids are awesome and get to do whatever the hell they want. Not whatever they want, but we are easily manipulated. (laughs) I I live for the princesses, so. And uh, we are enjoying life as best we can. Yep. We sure are. So. And it's sunny. The bright side is outside. Spring is has sprung. There was a commercial, and I, I I don't remember what the commercial is, but it was like somebody giving bad news, and then a guy says, "But have you looked at the bright side?" And then the sun appears, and I'm like, "You little bastard!" <laughs> Every time anyone says, <clears throat> anytime anyone says, "Have you seen this commercial?" I instantly want to go, scoop, there it is, because that's the only commercial that matters right now. French vanilla, rocky road. (laughs) I'm sorry, I love that. I love that commercial too much. Sprinkles. Sprinkles. So I still did not write down the phone number that you guys won't call, so don't worry about it. 
How about don't call the number? Don't look at the Facebook post about the number. Don't call it. Don't bother to waste your time with it. Just ignore it all. Yeah, because you wouldn't want Rose to have to check the voicemail or anything. So, yeah, don't. Yeah. Please don't. Oh, you know what else I forgot? Hmm. Cookies, cookies, cookies. (laughs) Carry on. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, so if you want to contact us, hello at brightsideofcrazy.com or rose at brightsideofcrazy.com or barbara at brightsideofcrazy.com. Until next week, be awesome. See ya. Bye.